Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Wednesday, November 2nd. U.S. equity futures have a very modest, very tentative rally so far this morning. So you have S&P futures up five points. That's about 11 basis points. NASDAQ futures are up 23 points. That's about 20 basis points. And the Dow futures are up 16 points, which is just about five basis points. In Europe, you have the major indices rallying about 30 basis points overall. Um, you're seeing outperformance in Europe in healthcare after some earnings reports this morning. You're seeing underperformance in real estate, utilities, uh, and industrials. And then Asia generally ended higher across the board. You had additional gains in Hong Kong and mainland China. So a lot of moving pieces this morning. Um, obviously, the Fed is very much in focus. I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast. Um, in terms of actual news out overnight, a few items stand out to me. So in Europe, you had a bunch of earnings. Novo Nordisk is rallying the most on its report. The Maersk earnings report, so that's the world's largest ocean shipper. Um, they had results out for their Q3 and they gave cautious guidance commentary. So this to me is a, is a great gauge of the, um, you know, the state of global economic activity. Obviously, it's a huge proxy for global growth. So it cut its outlook. It cut its... Um, made cautious comments rather on the state of pricing and demand and then cut its outlook for global container demand. Um, so definitely some cautious remarks out of that company worth reading their um, full commentary. In China, you had a bunch of financial officials. So some of the securities officials and then the head of the central bank make comments, nothing specific or definitive, but certainly um, an upbeat tone about growth and upbeat tone about the state of the regulatory environment in China pushing back on, on a lot of the market anxiety that um, came out of the recent leadership change. On the COVID front, there's, you know, yesterday morning, you had a lot of this kind of reopening chatter. Um, no indication at all that you're going to see an imminent shift on the part of China and COVID. If anything, you have a bunch of negative headlines out this morning on COVID in China, including about Apple, uh, Neo, Yum China had earnings out last night, talked about the state of COVID how their business deteriorated in the month of September um, and then into October. So definitely negative um, COVID noise for the near term, but um, you continue to see gains in, in mainland China and Hong Kong stocks, so extending the rally from yesterday. Um, on the Russia-Ukraine front, the New York Times put out an article at about 5 a.m. talking about how senior Russian military officials have held talks about utilizing tactical nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Um, you know, obviously a very ominous headline says that there is no indication that Russia is taking that step, no indication that Putin was involved in the talk. So I continue to think the odds of that actually happening are very low as it would serve no strategic purpose for Ukraine, I'm sorry, for Russia, um, and, and would just make its situation even worse. Um, but obviously that's, that's um, you know, a, an ominous headline to read. And that's something that um, I think will probably act as a, as a headwind for today. For U.S. earnings, there were a million reports out last night. I have details on everything in the piece. Um, none of them really kind of rise to the importance of moving the entire market, but a lot of moving pieces. One of the more interesting headlines out last night on a micro front. So DuPont is walking away from its purchase of Rogers because they could not secure regulatory approval. Um, you know, that's definitely uh, a deal that kind of, I think, just shows the strained state when it comes to technology deals um, globally about how um, governments everywhere are very hesitant to kind of allow these types of transactions to proceed. Um, those are kind of all the major themes and trends as far as major news is concerned. Um, like I said, it's a very busy morning, very busy night last night. 
So check out the piece for all the details. I will come back after the break with a look at the calendar for today. So on today's calendar, obviously the Fed is going to be very much in focus. I I have a, um, a, a long paragraph just kind of outlining my thoughts. I do think they're going to be downshifting the, the pace of their tightening. Um, there was actually a Reuters article today talking about how global banks, central banks globally have already downshifted the pace of their tightening. So this is really not a shock or surprise going from 75 to 15 December um, and then 25 basis points at meetings thereafter, possibly. Um, I feel like that's roughly the consensus. I think the big issue is kind of how explicit Powell is in signaling that. So he has said in the past that at some point, quote unquote, some point, um, it will make sense to slow the pace of tightening. I think he'll probably be a bit more specific about some point, meaning next month. Um, He'll probably talk about two-sided risks and lagged effect to policy stuff that Bullard and others have been mentioning in their recent speeches. But I don't think it's going to be a very dovish press conference by any means. I think he's going to have um, a, side of the, a lot of the same hawkish commentary as before about how inflation is still too high, about how employment is still too tight. We obviously got that very hot jolts report yesterday morning suggesting that um, you know the jobs and the job the employment situation is not softening to the extent the Fed would like to see. So. You know, again, you are going to get a downshift, but that alone is not going to be enough um, for the S and P to get above thirty nine hundred. You really, you really need to see um, a sharp deterioration in both jobs and inflation. You really need to see yields drop. Um, you know, so thirty nine hundred works out to about two hundred thirty dollars of EPS and seventeen times on the PE. The EPS number has downside risks um, right now, so you really need the PE to expand, and that's going to require yield to drop a lot. And that's just not happening right now. So 3,900, I think will stay the ceiling. I think you're going to see the equal weight S&P trade better than the market cap weighted S&P. As I've been talking about, I think large cap tech stocks have a long road ahead of them um, at digesting the COVID era bubble. Um, and that's going to be a headwind for the market cap weighted S&P. I think Chinese equities, the risk reward sets up very well uh, from these levels looking out over the coming um, weeks and months. Um, And then in addition to the Fed today, you also have a lot of earnings. So before the open, Apollo, CVS, Brinker, Estee Lauder, Paramount, Yum, um, Zimmer Biomet. And then after the close, you have Booking, Cognizant, eBay, Etsy, MGM, Qualcomm, Cuervo, Roku, Zillow, and more. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.